0: Disclaimer The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. Greetings, all. Welcome to Rob's Corner. A little tidbit that I am just going to be throwing in every now and again, as uh, unfortunately my scheduling will be changing a little bit, so you may not be hearing from me with the rest of my friends, but I hope you still continue to enjoy their antics. But for this edition of Rob's Corner, there's quite a lot that I wanted to talk about. So I'm literally sitting here editing this episode that is going to be coming out, and, um to provide context what was supposed to be the beginning of the of this episode was an adendum from me talking about a potential new series called Dragon Ball Magic well then what do you know within a lot la- within the last few hours we got the Dragon Ball Daima trailer from Toei Animations and this looks really cool. In my opinion, I'm really excited for what this has to offer. It kind of looks like it's going to be a retelling of GT in a sense, but instead of just Goku being a kid, it's literally everybody so we'll see what kind of elements the other shows have on this like what transformations will be we'll we'll be able to see i guess this is kind of just a holdover until we get to the next super series or when we eventually get the manga which who knows if that's ever going to happen um it's going to be coming out in the fall of 2024 the animation looks really crisp we get some great cgi some great it's not really chibi but it's kind of close basically daima is another way of saying evil so the, the English version of this title is Dragon Ball Evil, which I think is going to be interesting. We're going to see new villains. Hopefully, we're going to see how this affects. Is this just going to affect the seventh universe, or is this going to affect the multiverse of Dragon Ball? Because I think it'd be really cute to see a chibi hit and Jiren, but not reprehend. Never reprehend. Too much love. Um, But yeah, that's what I was originally going to talk about, just the the original trailer. Just the trailer of Daima and the fact that it was a really interesting celebration of the history of Dragon Ball, kind of similar to what they did to promote the new Tenkaichi game, which also I have a little tidbit to add for that. There was a recent trademark for Sparking Zero, so I think that's going to be the title of the next Dragon Ball Tenkaichi game, which I'm incredibly excited for because I played that as a kid. But it it was a really interesting interesting celebration of the scope of dragon ball as a whole and where it's going because this is going to be a this is going to be a full-length series this is going to be something that they're going to dedicate a lot of time to go check out the trailer it's only three minutes long it's it's really cool but that's what I was going to talk about. However, I took the extra time to go to Bandai Namco's YouTube channel and I discovered a lot of other stuff going on for not just Dragon Ball, but the other anime games that they've got going on for that they want to build hype for. Firstly, I want to say that Jujutsu Kaisen finally has a release date for their Cursed Clash game, and that's coming out February 2nd. I am so hyped for this, because I can't wait to go in for some tag team fights. Speaking of tag team fights, this was the cross-versus game mode trailer for Xenoverse 2, and if you're unfamiliar with the Dragon Ball Xenoverse game, it's a third-person action RPG where you build up your own character, and the most recent update that they've Put out kind of goes in hand in hand with that because it is a three v three battle where you have to level up your character to score more points than the opposing team. We're seeing a lot more team-based combat in these games, which I'm happy for. Also, there was the Festival of Universes, which is a which is a free update for Xenoverse 2, and that will include some competition between universes. But before I go, I just want to talk about the fact that we got a Sandland English dub trailer, and I am so hyped for this because I'm so excited for Sandland, but this also means we're not only going to get a Japanese dub for the anime, but we're going to get an English dub, so that's awesome. I'm hyped. You should be excited because I'm also excited. Anyways, that has been Rob's Corner, and I will send you back to your regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) I, I guess today is just—it's—it's it's just been kind of a really slow day. Like, not a lot has happened. I mean, there was a realms game event, Week. but I don't really think anybody's really caring about that. I mean, we've—we've we've literally had an oversaturation of of gaming from uh, conventions, from what I've seen. There wasn't song. really much on it anyway there was a cool game that i saw like it was about winnie the pooh or something or it it was kind of similar to the black summer games event where it was like just more horror games i'm pretty sure
1: yeah it's spooky month
0: yeah spooky month october and it's october which is crazy to think about honestly because i feel like september just flew by but with that out of the way would like to formally announce that i am going back into the dragon ball franchise because dragon ball magic is coming out Oh and it's God. going to take place before the end of Z, but after all the manga stuff. And it's going to make it so much more confusing because they they may or may not be retelling GT because of how they're promoting it with little baby Goku. Or maybe that's Goten. Maybe Goten takes over see, the raids. See,
2: here, this really pisses me off because a yes. lot of people have been wanting Super to continue, and they're right? just going to skip
0: it. Yeah, just going to skip it because why not? Um. Oh, and also Also, the other thing I want to get off my chest about this Dragon Ball nonsense is that we have not gotten the Granola or Moro arc because of the fact that Toei Animations doesn't trust Toyotaro's writing for the manga to adapt it into an animation. That is completely speculative. There is no way that I can prove that beyond a, beyond just my own speculation, but that's what I believe is happening and that is the reason why we've been getting these supplementary movies instead of an actual continuation of what's going on in the manga because, because of the fact that the manga is not being held by Akira Toriyama. It's being it's being written and illustrated by Toyotaro. But it's being supervised by Toriyama, so I feel... I just want to see Ultra ego, to be honest. And, I you know, too, I... That's my boy. Like, I just want Vegeta to get a single goddamn win because he can't catch a single break. Um, So I think it is very appropriate because, Subset, you were supposed to front yes. and back end the last episode, but you were a sick little boy and you weren't feeling well. So now, I'm going to force you to start this episode by talking about not only one, but two anime adaptations of series that i feel are ones that you hold very near and dear so please take us through this latest news of anime adaptations of video games
3: well i was a bit surprised with with one of them the other i kind of knew and that was tomb raider that one i knew for a while but i was worried that i we haven't really heard anything on that for like a while And i think it's been a three years since they announced it and I'm actually hyped. it's based on the first you know the reboot of the game tomb raider and whatnot and it's being made by the same people who've been making Castlevania and the masters of the universe so I'm very invested in this and I can't wait for it to come out and I'm interested in what they're going to keep and what they're going to change in this edition of it seeing that it's also based on the game and a movie <laughs>
2: I'm interested to see about it too, because I think it's going to be really cool seeing an anime adaptation for it. Because we haven't had, like, other than the games, we haven't had any, like, media of Tomb Raider in a while other than the um, live-action remake movie they did in, like, 2017, 2018. And that one was perceived pretty early
1: it was mid that's the angelina jolie one right no no there was the oh the no middle. you said the remake one
4: yeah there's so about as a... It was.
1: that's the only that's the only one i remember
4: because there's the there was a the
2: remake one in 2018 with alicia the candor
3: yeah and that was based on the first game hmm. I, well as far as i can hear it i heard about it, it was like okay it was on it wasn't too bad it wasn't too great but I'm invested, at least enough to see what having seen a little bit of the Castlevania magic working its way onto the show. So I have high hopes. The other one of, the, oh of these anim- animated series that have been announced was caught me by surprise. A fucking Devil May Cry adaptation is coming out. And this is quite a dinner play because the other one that was about Devil May Cry was a old one while back, an anime version of it. And that's canon if you're not aware of that. And I'm very interested to see Dante once again on screen as a, as a show format.
2: I'm curious if this is going to be, like, another, like, canon series, or this is going to be its own spin-off thing um, that's not canon to the games and the anime they did a while back.
1: Yeah. I, oh, I like, found- Is it just covering Dante, or is it going over, like, the, the, like, the actual, like, full story?
3: I we're not sure, but by the looks of it, maybe around older Dante, like maybe around a little bit over Devil May Cry four, before five. Just yeah. the way how he looks,
2: he looks like he looks like he's wearing the outfit he wore in four. So I'm wondering if this might be like a little bit before four or a little bit after four, but not like way too far ahead to where it's close to five because he still looks pretty young from the yeah. short, from oh, like the small shot we got of him
0: i don't see no after shape on his ass i don't know see i'm, I'm a weeb and like i have not I, i've played one tomb raider game and one devil may cry game about the same length of time and i know nothing about the story or the characters or anything like that but i just like how there's more anime so i am happy with it go anime i found out as well that the
3: studio that's be that's making it they're behind Legend of Korra, Kippo, Age of Wonderbees, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, and My Adventures with Superman. So oh, I, it, I, in my opinion, I hands Right now,
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to make. I. I there's another a dum dumb that I need to do here. My My Adventures with Superman is amazing. It's incredible.
4: We, I cannot uh, can really believe that we haven't talked, talked about it.
0: It's I cannot bar- believe we me. haven't talked about it. It is not garbage. <laughs> I'm so upset that we haven't talked about it on this podcast. We'll it is it go go like, watch it. Go watch we'll it. We'll talk about That's it when you know saying. it gets
3: you know even better. You know what I mean? I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> That's true, That's That's true.
1: An See The true Why I heard Lois
3: like carries that show?
0: I mean, yeah. Very. But then Mr. Mix of is so cool, and it's so much more different than all the other interpretations. Any time, so right, okay. any,
1: any. It's not. It's more towards the comic version of him.
0: Well, okay, I guess I'm more so saying his other animated incarnations. It's different from that. I don't know, but, oh, uh, man.
2: Unkinked, Didn't you tell me something earlier about about it being connected to something else?
3: Uh, oh, which one? The Devil May
2: Cry? Or? Yeah, didn't you say it was going to be connected to a show that um were that we are both really hyped about right now?
3: Ah. Uh. Blaze, <laughs> boys, boys, that's not ready yet. Is that up next so, yet? That's so funny. That's, that's later on, Blaze. Later on. Yeah,
2: we'll, we'll get to that later. But we'll, something so later in this podcast, it's there's something that's going right to be connected to it. That's going to be yeah. typing a lot of people.
4: Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: But Yeah, going back to Devil May Cry and Tomb Raider. Like, I'm very curious <laughs> to see how they will adapt them in the animation especially Devil May Cry like I feel like them exactly. with, with the way, I, with the, I, way I, the power sets work in those games like I feel like it's going to be so cool and expressive man, it's going to be gore I want to see what kind of monsters or demons we're going to see on the
3: screen well, that see said with this because little... you know
1: like you're supposed to do like combos and flare attacks a lot in that game yeah. so I want to I wanna see the animation of those <laughs> with and if we don't get Dante dancing I'm gonna be upset <laughs> you're listening to the
0: pop culture effect on CJSW. I think the next thing we should cover is the past and present of Disney as a whole. And Gemini, there, there seems to be, there seems to be some sort of a collection that they're going to be releasing. Why don't you go into detail about that?
4: So yes, Disney in November, on in when who? My brain's dying. Anyway. <laughs> Um, November 14th, Disney is going to be releasing a 100 film Blu ray collection called the Disney Legacy Animated Film Collection. Pre orders for the Walmart exclusive are now available on walmart.com if you are interested. However, before you go run into your wallets, it's going to be at least $1,500 for this bad boy. Worth it. It's not. Worth no, it. it's not. It's not. It's not. It
0: actually gets complicated.
4: So here's the thing it is, you know. On one hand, I could see it being considered worth it. There are 118 discs in all, 100 for each individual film, and 18 additional bonus discs, and discs with bonus content uh, for Pixar films. Um, they are HD transfers, not 4K Blu-rays. My my smooth brain doesn't understand that. But I mean, that's besides the point. So if it means anything to you, wahey or wahoo, you know. But it has every single... Movie from, you know, Toy Stories, The Black Cauldron, Frank and Weenie. Robin Hood, um, pretty much almost every animated movie that Disney has done since uh, since 1937, which was Snow think- White and the Seven Dwarves.
0: The the one movie I'm wondering if they'll include is Who Who Framed Roger Rabbit, just with the ties to Warner Brothers. If it's techn- if it,
4: like, uh, what it classifies I can. As. I was going to say, let me check because they actually did give a list of all 100, and which it's
0: crazy to think that they've been. Alive. What year did like that release? Been- Oh, sh- 1995? Yeah, it's like late 90s.
4: No, it is not on here. Goofy Movie is though. Oh, sorry. Oh, damn, no, was oh wow.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. It was 1988. I'm stupid. Holy
4: okay, no. That's Oliver and Company.
0: But yeah, it's just crazy to think that Disney as a company, as an entertainment company has been alive for over 100 years.
4: I mean, I'm not surprised.
0: And it's funny how like I don't know, man. I just, feel like, I just feel like you could you could literally make an entire museum exhibit, much like how Nintendo is opening their own museum. I feel like there's just so much you could talk about and discuss and showcase from the entire history of Disney. It's unbelievable. You
2: know, I know it's even kind of cool that I just found out about that's Disney-related I just found out about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Disneyland is, for the first time, putting a tattoo shop in Disneyland by professional <laughs> artists Who have been trained to do all types of Disney art, from old to new, and some of them are even like storyboard-like artists that help some of the like sketch arts of the films for slideshows.
4: That's really cool. I'd
0: I'd get a Who Framed Roger Rabbit tattoo. I feel like that would encapsulate me as a person.
4: Yeah, I don't think that's part of the lineup because this is their animated movies. Apparently, Hmm. this whole thing will come with a lithograph poster for their new movie that's coming out wish a numbered certificate of authenticity and a fancy crystal Mickey Mouse ears cap. When you buy one of these, you know, good old $1,500 <laughs> Disney things. You want to know the? you want to know something though. Sweet. Here's the thing, here's the thing. So they're selling this for like 1,500, 15 grand, right? 15,000, 1,500, I don't know. I
0: grand I d- is different than-
4: I didn't do math. Math isn't me. Anyway.
0: Math isn't me. <laughs>
4: Shut up. I'm just thinking of all the like people who I bet like the big like Disney like fans, I bet you a lot of them probably have a good chunk of these movies, if not all of them, yeah, on 1, their 1, original. 100
2: like. for the complete collection—that seems a bit. Much.
4: Yeah, especially, like, yeah, okay, I get it. You're probably not going to be able to find a copy of the original Dumbo anytime soon. Probably not. And, you know, if you want to watch it, you're either going to have to see if great-grandma Shirley's got it now, in, up in the attic, or... Quick question,
2: is this <clears throat> going to be all in DVD
0: or Blu-ray? Blu-ray, Blu-ray, okay, and it's a hundred of them.
4: One hundred plus eighteen extra discs, because
0: okay. it's just got like so much extra content, right? Like, so yeah. Blu-rays these days are usually around twenty to twenty-five
2: bucks. With it being a Disney movie, probably being closer to the twenty-five bucks for brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh damn! Okay, never mind. I'm gonna shut the fuck up right now, because uh, if you're buying them all individually at twenty-five bucks a piece, it'd be twenty-five hundred so wait for all of it individually
4: and you are getting like you know an odd certificate of authenticity I guess a little poster and like a cute little crystal hat I'm
0: I'm an idiot are there 100 movies or is it to celebrate 100 years? Yes.
4: Honestly, well, the first movie was released in 1937. It is now 2023.
0: Oh, Cassie. Okay,
4: it it doesn't really say what it's for. It maybe they did reach their 100 movie like animated movie yeah, yeah, yeah. milestone. It is
0: it is a hundred, and then we'll it'll be another 50 years before they get to 200.
4: Well, yeah, but um, actually,
0: with with how with how many movies and and content they put, wait, probably does this count? Less. When didn't they say they were going only theater? animated? Here's here's my question: Is this only the Theatrical released animated movies? What about movies that were released on streaming?
4: Um, well, if we're looking at the recent ones, I will be honest, I don't know of recent ones which ones released in theaters and which ones. Encanto was
0: definitely released theaters.
4: Yeah, Encanto's on here. Luca was Soul released in theaters? I it was Disney
0: know. Plus only. Um, well, Soul
4: is on here. I never yeah. saw Soul. Was that a good
0: movie? I don't know. I heard that it was really good. Yeah. I really should check it out. I've been wanting to
4: watch I mean, there's some here that I've never even heard of, but granted, they were released in the <laughs> 40s. Like, we got Saludos Amigos. Never heard of it. Fun and See, fancy free. What about the three Caballeros? That's on there. Cabaretos. Yeah. What the oh, f*** did you yeah, say? Yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't, don't say that, please. I, I don't. I don't know what I. I thought I said the thing.
4: Do not I say know. that word. You, to, you I need, need to know, edit that I, out. Wait, wait.
0: Was that not? Was that not? Was that? Was that? Was that not a good? What? What? What did I say? You just What's said about it about so poorly.
4: About it. Oh, Okay, I thought I thought I said I thought I said a slur. No, I no, I said something bad. No, you, you might as well with how bad the three
0: Caballeros was my favorite OG Disney classic. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. The cab-
4: <laughs> please stop. Can I you're like
0: timeout corner.
4: You're shaving like decades off of my life. <laughs> Any hoozies. Yeah, so that is on there. There's, you know... The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um... Black really? Yeah. Uh The Black Cauldron. That was such a good movie. Great Mouse Detective. The Rescuers About Down Law Under. City, Atlantis. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good movie. That's like probably one of my favorites. It was a really good movie. Um, but they
0: never did anything with it. Oh, yes. Well, they
4: technically they did. Technically they oh, did. You know what? Hey, Wait a I movie. need to
0: Okay, okay. I need to I need to go on a little bit of a rant here cuz I didn't realize that all the classics have sequels. I didn't know Pocahontas had a sequel. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know that these movies had Sequels that were bad, like Aladdin two. I, I didn't know Aladdin know had a sequel. I didn't know Aladdin, Aladdin has only on. two sequels. Actually, I, or the, the, I, I thought the only animated movie that got a series was Lion King.
4: No, they all got a sequel. Oh,
0: there's, there's Aladdin, Aladdin two, and Aladdin the King of Thieves. I the thought little Aladdin, King of the Thieves was Ki- Aladdin two.
4: No, no. There's also Jafar returns.
0: No, yeah, that's but then, like, that's like two, the sequels Jafar just, just yeah. really shit, shit quality. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing with a lot of the um, older Disney sequels is at least with the ones that were. Re- Really bad and don't get talked about. So, like the Weren Aladdin, they made ones. on a different format? Yes and no, because here's the yeah. Because um, a prime example, actually, where you can see this is the sequel to Atlantis: The Lost Empire. They thought that the sh- that the movie did pretty well, so they were going to see if they could try and make it into a TV show. But it never ended up really getting far so they had maybe like one one to three episodes planned out and because it didn't really get too far in being passed in greenlit as a TV show, they just bundled them up into a movie, which is why I, I watched the sequel to Atlantis because I was like, oh shit, I love the first one I bet no. the second one's really good No, it weeks weeks. was shit. No, they didn't um, but the, the movie feels like you're watching, you know, the first three episodes of a TV show because it probably was supposed to be like that. Then there are ones where they did pretty well and still got a TV show. The Emperor his new groove for one. Then we had Kronk's new groove. Then we had the emperor goes to school.
0: Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Kronk's new groove?
4: You've never seen Kronk's new groove? Kronk's are you new- kidding great. me? It's not on this list either. That makes it That was pissed. great.
2: I, I mean, you're getting I, called out for not being a Disney I, fan whatsoever if you don't know half of these.
0: I, I know like a couple of them.
4: But you have never, bruh, bruh, turn on Disney Plus after this, f- playing whatever game you're going to, and watch Kronk's New Groove right after this. I swear oh to God. God. I'm gonna watch Soul.
0: I'm gonna watch Soul, and then I'll watch Kronk's New Groove.
4: Watch Kronk's New Groove right f- now, after the recording. No, I swear no, to fuck, I want to watch, they they watch Soul. Fly to Canada. Yeah, I, will, I will tie your ass to your f***ing chair and make you watch these sequels. I swear to f- you rat- you rat-footed Canadian. <laughs> That's so rude. Why would you call
0: out my rat feet? No, Nobody can this, this is an audio medium. You didn't have to call Why did you confirm party. your red feet <laughs> Because I'm a truth teller. I'm a news teller. I gotta tell nothing but the truth.
4: When has when has the media ever I don't, not? I, right? don't think,
1: yeah,
0: I,
4: don't, anyway. I don't think
1: news teller and truth teller have ever gone hand in hand.
4: No, they don't. No, they do hey, not.
0: Hey, hey, hey. You know, some some radio stations
4: like C I
0: believe Ron Burgundy made th- an entire movie about that. Oh man.
4: But yes. Anyway, I had to think for a second of where I was gonna go with this. My bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm just happy that there's finally like you know, Scalper's gonna pick this up and they're gonna resell it for a crazy. Oh holiday, yeah, they always. I'm do at with least. This shit. I'm at least glad that there is a physical copy of every. Uh, most uh every movie that that disney has put out and i think that's really cool i think that's i love i love especially for like completionists yeah i know we know not every but we don't talk about. no no no
4: i was i was also gonna add that they didn't add a lot of their shitty sequels to this list either i noticed oh really yeah they didn't add a lot of their stinky sequels to this list so that's why most most i'm assuming it's probably a lot of their movies that did well
1: Unpopular opinion King of Thieves was the best Aladdin.
4: I never really liked Aladdin, so I didn't watch King of Thieves, but uh, there's Pooh's Heffalump movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My favorite movie, and it will never be topped by any other Disney film, treasure Planet.
4: Wait,
0: which? Yes.
2: That is the one that wins every time.
0: Was that F- Ferdinand with Johnson? Bluetooth. Was that Dreamworks? I, feel like that was I,
1: uh, I don't even know what movie you're talking about, my girl.
4: That, yeah, that, it was, I think that
0: was, it was... 20th century.
4: Yeah, that was a completely different... I hated that um, movie. I
0: hated it so much. So but, I know it has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. But <laughs> It
4: doesn't, but that's fine. Anyway, moving on from the rather pricey Disney 100 film collection of Blu-ray by the mouse himself.
0: <laughs> Which I feel like you could just watch all these movies on Disney Plus at a vastly cheaper price
4: yeah but they have you know disney has a tendency to do the whole like vault system and when it's in the vault you can't touch it for however long it's in the yeah. vault like if this was sold for
0: until, 750 until the vault i could see there being open. a lot more interest yeah. yeah the vault won't break open until public domain yeah the vaults
1: broken open many a time
0: i mean we also get by the way winnie like that, that winnie the pooh horror movie is getting a sequel jesus yes
4: he anyway. ended it on
0: such
1: a cliffhanger anyway.
0: it.
4: Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Moving on from the Big Mouse himself, Blaze. What do you have to tell us about the Percy Jackson reboot trailer? I don't know. I never got into the series.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, still kind of talking about the Big Mouse because it's still under Disney but uh uh who, who i'm a killer curious who all here has read any of the percy jackson books or have seen the movies i have
1: read all but one isn't it, and seen isn't, all but one of the movies
2: isn't uh-huh. it like harry potter for edgy
1: boys it's it's harry potter for people that like greek mythology
0: yeah, oh, kind of. okay so yeah. it's so it's greek harry potter yeah but anyway
2: um speaking of the books, they actually, I just heard that they released another one where it's Chrissy Jackson College, but moving on.
0: Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. In, In like a modern day college?
2: The Percy Jackson folks take place in modern day. Oh, oh, oh! I've never,
0: <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never. I thought it was about. I thought it was Idiot. like Clash of the Elite, Clash Idiot. of the Titans on yeah. like Teletoon type shit, where know. it was like they learn from like like he, like he was learning god's, from gods. It's and the shit. gods'
1: kids. No, it's the gods' kids. It's about the gods' kids.
0: Yeah, they're uh, ha- they're half,
2: half human, half god children.
0: Because yeah. gods can't stop, <laughs> fucking baby.
2: Especially the Greek ones. Especially
0: Zeus. Zeus, whatever moves.
2: Anyway, uh, Disney Plus is doing a reboot of... The Percy Jackson series, which was a movie series that they, that, that Disney, but a movie series that um, film tried to do back in like the early 2010s with uh, Lightning Thief and Sea of Monsters. Um, but this one is going to be a show version of the Percy Jackson series based off the books with how they're going to do it is each season is going to cover each one of the books starting off with Lightning Thief and... This series is said to be more accurate than how the movies did. They're trying to stay very close to the source material as possible. And doing so, they're also making sure the actors feel very accurate in age, um, as they've actually casted a lot of young Actors who are like the appropriate age and looks for these characters, Uh, especially um, I mean, you
0: say that, but I feel like in every show, like the, the ones that are playing teenagers are always in their 20s
2: yeah but um these ones are actually appropriate ages um like walker scoble who is going to be playing percy jackson himself he is like the appropriate approximate age for percy jackson from in the books um and they actually look like they're like just out of middle school or like just freshmen going into high school instead of the characters from like the movies where they were good actors but they looked like they were in college
1: And they actually look like they're characters from the books.
2: Yeah. But, uh, Walker Scoble, I'm really excited to see how he plays Percy Jackson in these, in this series, because he was also, um, the kid in the Adam project on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds. And he killed that role. He was very charismatic and witty. And I'm interested to just see like how he plays as Percy, another good character that I'm excited to see in this as well, though. Rest in peace. Uh, Lance Reddick is going to be in the first season as well as Zeus. Probably just going to have to recast him, unfortunately, but um, at least we get to see one more thing of Lance Reddick after his passing. I think this will probably be the last thing he filmed before he passed.
1: It won't be the last thing we see for gamers, though.
2: No, um, Destiny fans are going to be hearing him for a while until Destiny 2 eventually dies, even though Keith David is taking over for his voice in Destiny. But anyway, The trailer that was released for the series shows off a lot of scenes that look very familiar to the original um, Percy Jackson movie that they did. Some scenes see, feel very close to how the original adaptation movie adaptation was, but they said that this one's going to follow the books even more closely to the source material and be more accurate with stuff. The first movie was all right. It was mostly the second movie that kind of killed it for mm-hmm. the movie version of the franchise, but I just hope if they keep this format where each season's going to follow each book closely I think it's going to do fine because the the thing that fucked up the movies so much was the first one was good. The second one combined and changed orders of some of the books into like one movie, which made a lot of people hate it. And that's why it got canceled afterwards. So we didn't get anything else. But uh, and the they movie, did
1: my boy Tyson dirty.
2: They did do Tyson dirty. I fucking hated that. But uh, the series is for the first season at least. It's going to consist of eight episodes with a two episode premiere on December twentieth on Disney Plus. So it's not right around the corner, but it's only a couple months away. I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. Me too. I'm I love those types of stories like Percy Jackson, Harry Potter. On those types of series, I really adore, and I'm really excited to see this. This is a show. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.
3: Rock
0: it raw. Tell us about that. Hulorama. I am very <laughs> glad that your that your mic cut out right as you I know it peaked. It <laughs> peaked. Of course it did. It was amazing. But yeah this like I don't know man I loved Futurama when it first aired and when they had their first ending and then when they had their second ending and then and got you know, cancelled a couple their, times and, and then they had their third ending five times and then and then they had like their fourth ending and then okay and then i think this is another another technically it's not even ending because there's there's 10 more episodes coming out anyways futurama came back with, with with a 20 episode list but they've only released the first 10 the second 10 will be coming out later on and i honestly feel like this is going to take up a lot of the episodes so i'm only going to go over the the 5 that i feel are the or 5 or 6 that i feel are the most important when it comes to really showcasing what this it's like it's not a it's not a reboot continuation it's it's season 11 it's season 11 which is really weird cuz it it is simultaneously broadcast on hulu and disney plus so when you go to watch it on disney plus it says hulu hulu rama and it's like ooh and then they do the hulu episodes and it's like ooh i i feel the I feel the corporate synergy going on here. So the first episode, the impossible stream, I feel like is the most important one to go, to go through because this takes place right after the meanwhile episode, which was the last episode of season 10, where Fry Stopped Time, and he had to keep trying to reset it to go to Leela because he Anyways, um basically it's 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 really weird how they explain it because some aspects of the universe are fro like all aspects of the universe are frozen, but then some aspects of the universe like kinda aren't, which like I'll get into later. But basically Farnsworth reveals in a very hilarious way that they are now in the world the, the year 3023, which is really interesting. For for some of the later episodes but what basically happens is fry contemplates the fact that he's sp- he's spent 20 years in the future and he hasn't accomplished anything so he goes out to set a life goal and the interesting part about this is lila to tie together the relationship they've been trying to build is actually being very supportive of this life goal which fry later finds out to be watching every single tv show that has ever been made and this uh, episode- their version of hulu i should add yeah fulu it was great oh, Oh, it was great. Yeah, the Fulu episode was really ham-fisted, uh, w- w- at least when it came to its messaging about streaming, especially at the end. But this whole episode was just focused on Bender and Leela having to bring Calculon back, who died in a Season 7 episode, Calculon 2.0, and basically recreating All My Circuits, because that is the last show that Fry left to watch. And I think it's a really interesting episode. I think it's a really cool episode that calls back to a lot of the early, early uh a lot of the early Calculon humor there was even an interesting spot where they referenced the writer's room and there was actually references to the Futurama like there were, there were basically stand-ins for the Futurama writing team which I found really interesting and then Bender took it over because he's an AI but yeah good episode all around I it was a big bash on themselves essentially for the first much, episode back pretty, pretty much um yeah it was it was good the next episode I want to talk about because I can't skip over it is a bitcoin episode it's cryptocurrency guys they did it they did that an episode, episode on it terrible it, it's called not, not how terrible the west bad, was but- how the West was one zero one zero 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 one, and this was bad, dude. This was the I- I'm not even exaggerating. I'm gonna read my notes verbatim for it for a second, just to give you guys a little behind the scenes a Bitcoin episode where the professor goes bankrupt and heads to the Wild West. Absolutely nothing of note for five minutes, except for the seeds of a Hermes Dwight B plot. Until Roberto, the killer robot, shows up, and he is the lit- he's literally the best part of the whole episode with his his gun knife that he invented stole and man like honestly with this episode and the second episode about Amy and her kids there's just a lot of kids valuing other people over their parents motifs throughout this th- throughout a couple of th- these episodes and you know fry runs off with the Borax kid it, it, it's just an interesting dynamic with how much fry looks up to him with with his previous appearances throughout the show and his related book series but I think the the only other thing of note for this episode aside from the fact that just it was just so cringe it was just so like the, the cryptocurrency lingo was so cringe I just couldn't I, I almost turned off the episode I'm not gonna lie it was kind of bad but there was a really cool 3D perspective shot so that was cool for animation's sake Uh yeah I'm sorry by the way for, for I wrote down so many fucking notes for these episodes like I am just trying to breeze through these as best and I can said that
1: he was ready and all set doesn't even have have marked what episodes that he wanted to talk about
0: shut up dude i i <laughs> knew i was going to talk about them and i was gonna just think on the fly anyways so the next episode i'd like to talk about is i think the one that i was most looking forward to and that's a mom related episode and it's called related to items you've viewed now this is the alexa and amazon uh, episode or i guess you could say mamazon and invasa because mom basically just she, she just kind of creates her own Amazon and it just takes over everything in a metaphorical sense and in a literal sense. And I I don't know, I just I, I really like that episode just because we get we get a little bit more into the mindset of mom. And we just it's it, it's an episode that I just feel could have fit in with like, say, season 10. You know, it wasn't it wasn't one that really completely blew me away until like the latter half of the episode. But it was a cool concept. And uh uh, the, the, B, the B plot was Bender feeling like a third wheel because of Fry and Leela's new relationship, which led him to starting a job at uh Momazon, which which was cool. but I don't know. I just feel like I feel like when it comes to these episodes, a couple of them are good, but a couple of the, like a couple of them are noteworthy and a couple of them you could technically miss. And uh, the next episode I'd like to talk about because wait, hold on. So there's a couple episodes I'd like to talk about um, because I literally can't not talk about this next episode which is called Rage Against the Vaccine. Now, Menace, if if you've seen this episode, if you've seen this episode, you know exactly what they've brought to the table. So they have, not only, like, like basically this season was just kind of their Animaniacs reboot where they were just they they had all this time just bashing on
1: everything that's happened in the past
0: few years so the episode begins with the triumph over COVID 19 but then they but but then they immediately they immediately reveal that there is a new strain called explovid 23 and man i just like i just feel like that hits a little bit different with all the strains that have been popping up and all and like if the fact that it still kind of hasn't really ended you know like it's fun fact
1: it's been integrated just like uh uh, the spanish flu it's always going to be here and there's nothing we can do about it anymore
0: and uh that was a funny i love how your, your your mic got cut off so it's it's as if it's as if i'm censoring you but it's in fact it's just the universe that is censoring you from
1: we can talk about it, it. it's not uh, what do you mean it doesn't
0: No, i'm just i'm just referencing the fact that in the in the in the before four times when the first bit of covid was happening like nobody on youtube dared mention the actual name of covid they all well, like tried to find ways around Santa.
1: Oh yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, so essentially it's been integrated like into our society so much that it's like Spanish flu. It's always gonna be well, yeah, here. it's like
0: the <laughs> common cold, dude, like, yeah, I got COVID, it, bro. Like, the,
1: there's a biologist I watch on YouTube and even he said like, it's just, it's here to stay
0: now. There's nothing we can do. Which is unfortunate so, because we could have done so much more for it, but that's more for a political talk and not
1: a news mm, <laughs> talk. There was a, uh... It, with how mutagenic it is, not really.
0: But yeah, um, but this, but this episode. Okay, but but to, 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 to bring things back to a later note, because I know COVID is just so goddamn depressing. We get, we. I'm so happy because we finally get Bill Nye, the mother. <laughs> Science Guy in a goddamn Futurama episode and it was amazing. He was only in it for a little bit, but it was it was totally worth it. I loved it. And um then we just like completely switch switch focuses to Hermes because he's going on this voodoo solution journey to solve the virus. And um oh by the way their approach to masks honestly looked more stupid than how South Park did their chin diapers. It was uh, it was really bad. Um, but yeah, we got not only Wernstrom, but we got Dr. Banjo with his um, Dr. Banjo Experience Podcast Experience Hour. And I just want to say, I, I just love that. I love, I love the concept of red pill Dr. Banjo having a guy bro podcast
1: i want to add something for that episode that i thought they like kind of rehashed over because uh part of the whole voodoo thing involves la barbara and Barbados slim obviously whenever it goes into hermes more they, they always show up that's not spoilers it's literally just people that always show up when it involves hermes
0: I will say this,
1: I was excited when I saw Barbados Slim cuz I didn't expect it. But I thought they had already hashed over the fact of their relationship, but then it seems to like fall back a little bit.
0: See, but I thought in one of the previous ending movies that their marriage and love was rekindled. Exactly, Holy that's praise.
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: And then it seems like they just fell back
1: into I the think,
0: old trope. I think Hermie's wife is a <laughs>
1: I mean, we, we've already
0: seen that. I mean, yeah. The other thing I want to say about this episode real quick before moving on, because I need to move on because I'm talking about Futurama way too much and we have a lot more to get into. There are some really cool new character models for robots in this episode that I feel like are worth checking out. I'm not going to reveal what they are, but they, they do look really cool. And yeah, just another ham-fisted message, especially in the end with the vaccine. But, you know, I thought it was cool. I thought it was an interesting episode. And I think th- there's, there's two more episodes I want to cover. Cover because I feel like with the episode, the episodes that I am talking about, I can't not talk about this because I hate Zap Brannigan and I'm so glad this clown got cancelled because <laughs> okay, okay, this is another moment where I have to read my notes verbatim R- literally right at the start Jesus Christ, I don't want to watch this episode. Oh man I love that. But yeah, this is an episode where the chauvinist asshole Zap Branigan finally gets his comeuppance for his treatment of Kip, which leads into like Zap kind of takes the B plot while Leela like takes the A plot of becoming the new, the new captain of Dupe. I hate it. I hate Dupe. I hate the name Dupe. It's so dumb. By the way I want to say that. I forget
1: what the name of the ship actually is.
0: The, it is the fly, the, the Nimbus. The Nimbus and yeah. This, this Nimbus I want to say this right now and I think it's because of the fact that Zap Brannigan like once he got cancelled and he got he got stripped of his license and his ability to captain Like, I never was able to appreciate how beautiful the Nimbus is as a ship, but now that Leela's captaining it, I can actually appreciate the actual look, because I feel like whenever I look at the ship, I'm always like, I always just see Zap's overcompensation whenever he's driving that ship, but I feel like now I can actually finally appreciate what it is. Also, this sensitivity training was eight hours long, but literally the only thing of note from Zap's part of the story is that we get more new character designs, which I'm always happy for. And
1: uh There's a lot more to that episode than you're making. Well it yeah, Durians are gross, they
0: go yeah, Durians are gross, not they go just, to a new planet and be able to experience a new species, but Zap's an asshole. That's
1: basically I'm not talking about just that. Like he actually he hmm. he did learn stuff, but he just doesn't did care. He, like, he, did he though? Did he learn, learn anything? yes, he did, but he doesn't care is the thing. But the whole thing okay, is that he I actually... Guess, like, and there was, there was more to it. That there's a lot more to these episodes than what you're portraying, is what But I'm that's saying.
0: what I'm... Like, I'm just giving the cliff notes that I got from the episode. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more that people can appreciate from actually going and watching the episode. I'm just giving the cliff notes of what I remember from the episode. Because, I'm going to be honest, the planet that they went to, to construct the peace treaty, which ended up being a ruse to get air. like Spoilers. The, the, oh, yeah. And, like, Barbados Slim wasn't a spoiler. And It wasn't. It's a reoccurring
1: character that always shows up. Oh, well... Fair point.
0: Uh, yeah, the new planet had a really nice art style to it. And yes, I guess Zap did technically learn something in his sensitivity training, which I think, I think that was somewhat of an interesting part of the story. I just feel like I gravitated more towards the Leela A plot of bringing Bender and Fry on to kind of just, she just feels unfulfilled with, with Planet Express, which kind of leads her into pilot, wanting to pilot the Nimbus now that Zap's out of commission. But yeah, I just feel like the status quo was reset far too quickly. And I feel like Zap should have faced a little bit more consequences for literal decades of treating Kif like a piece of shit. It's maybe, just, maybe yeah, have Zap he treats everybody like shit. Yeah, but he's, t- okay, yes, but he treats <laughs> Kif specifically worse. He uses him as a towel. He also got him killed early in season 10. Spoilers.
1: It was. It was last. It was the season that was like three years ago. What do
0: you yeah, mean spoiler? Yeah, and I'm just now I getting never into season ten. Exactly. Yeah, the last episode I want to talk about before moving on, because holy shit, I've talked about this for <laughs> thirty goddamn minutes, and I need to move on. Um is the season finale, which is all the way down and I genuinely had a really nice time I had a really nice time watching this episode because it dives into the concept of simulations and whether or not we are in a simulation and I feel like this had a great way of illustrating that point with Bender being a robot he vies for the simulated versions of their characters to have to, to live and have a full life and i i really appreciated that aspect of it i really appreciated the transition between 8 bit and fully rendered visuals once they had more power and it was a really cool episode to dive into and the final moment of the episode kind of was was a little interesting but i think that overall it was a it was a good season ender just because of the overall effort that it went into like just like the the story itself i just felt it was a really good way to cap off the the first 10 episodes also we got a mention of professor Farnsworth's Doomsday device collection that is littered throughout the house, or the the Planet Express building, building. But yeah, I think all in all, the the Futurama episodes that I that, that I like like the, these ten episodes have been really good overall. I feel like this has kind of rejuvenated a lot of people's interest in Futurama. I feel like there was a lot of like obviously like this Hulu tied into their inclusion into Fortnite and this all this resurgence. But I feel like the fan base was it never really died it was just the fact that the show kept dying but yeah like I don't know it was like I feel I just feel like it was more about it was less about the fan base withering away and more just about the show never being able to be <laughs> I say this show never survived a cancellation but, but this show has been canceled so many times and I feel like the fan base have largely kept it alive so I don't know. I think they were good episodes all around, but but yeah, definitely go check it out. I I definitely say just check it out on check it out on Disney Plus because Hulu isn't allowed in Canada for some reason. Even with a VPN, it's really dumb. Like, I don't really like it, but who knows? Maybe maybe this maybe this resurgence in this this series will lead to other shows. I would love to see a Gravity Falls like continuation. I know that they're already making a Phineas and Ferb reboot. Uh, and Dan Poppenmeyer has already written the first song. And I'm, and I'm really excited for that. Anyways, with that being said, I would like to implore all of those listening today to go check out all the stuff we had talked about today. It was a busy day filled with me talking about Futurama for way too long, if I'm going to be honest. But you know what? That's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you get episodes where one story, just, there's just a lot to talk about, you know? Or just somebody goes on forever and nobody shuts them up. But anyways... <laughs> I'd like to implore everyone to go check out all the other incredible podcasts that CJSW has to offer. And I'd like to thank all my wonderful co-hosts. I'd like to thank uh, my wonderful friends, starting with Menace. Oh, yeah. Always a good time. Going, moving on to Blaze. And as always, also, addendum of my own, Robbie, you bitch. The fucking audacity of you. And Gemini.
4: Pleasure as always.
0: And I'm definitely going to do this just to have a little bit of fun with editing. Totally not pre-recorded audio of Subset. Heyo!
2: Cringe as...
1: Cringe. Dude, I've actually... (laughs) i Robbie, cringe. Robbie no, cringe. I. Robbie, we'll no, cringe. I was
0: for, from all of my <laughs> friends, including the friend that totally is still here, right subset.
4: Heyo. Just throwing a random like, yeah. Heyo. I mean, no, really I'm just going to throw in two point.
0: random heyos. Yes.
4: Yeah. Just, just,
0: just for the comedy of it. But yeah, I'd like to say thank you all for listening to our rambunctious ramblings, and we will all see you in the next one. Have a great rest of your evening, everybody. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.